Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. So on today's episode, I'm talking with Monica Louie. She's an amazing Facebook marketing expert, and she's also a personal coach of mine, which we get into on this episode. You'll find out exactly how she coaches me in my business, and she has an amazing story to share. Monica and her husband paid off $120,000 of debt in two years without making six figures. And on this episode, she actually shares what their actual income was while they were doing this. Now they're on track to pay off their mortgage in the next four years, which will allow them to become debt-free by the age of 40. But before we jump into today's episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already, you can subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube and search Clever Girl Finance. Also head over to my website at clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe to get access to my awesome resource library and also to get up to date on the amazing content I put out on the blog every single week. Finally, if you haven't already checked out my accountability program, I encourage you to head over to clevergirlfinanceacademy.com and check out my accountability program, especially if you need help getting your finances in order. It is an amazing community of women who are doing big things with their finances. So stop by clevergirlfinanceacademy.com and check it out. Let's get into today's episode with Monica. Welcome to the podcast, Monica. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm excited to talk to you about your story and talk to you about your business. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm happy to be here, Bola. I am Monica Louie. I am a Facebook ads coach for ambitious online entrepreneurs, and I help uh, online entrepreneurs, uh, specifically bloggers, online uh, experts, and coaches increase their impact and their revenue with Facebook ads. Awesome. And you and I have actually worked together. Um, you know, you're one of my business coaches per se. <laughs> you help me with my marketing um, through Facebook, but you also have a really incredible personal story. Yeah, thank you. And that revolves around you being able to pay off a ton of debt. (laughs) So we're going to talk a little bit about that and also talk about your business. But I wanted to find out, I wanted you to share how much debt did you have? So when my husband and I started our debt freedom plan, we put together all of our numbers. And this was July, August of 2013, we really decided that we wanted to get out of debt in July of 2013 and started our plan off at the beginning of August of 2013. And at that time, including our mortgage, uh, we had almost $320,000 of debt. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. (laughs) It was a lot. And we, we knew that we had this debt before that, but we didn't ever add it up. We didn't, we, we weren't paying attention. We, we'd never carried credit card debt. Um, in my twenties, I had credit card debt that I worked really hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. And my husband never carried a balance on his credit card. So we didn't have credit card debt, but we had our student loans. We had a home equity line of credit and then our mortgage. And so we, um, we decided to tackle that in the summer of 2013. So those are all pretty common debts, the student loans, the home equity, um, mortgage. And so, you started out, you added it all up because, um, and that's good that you did that. That's the first step to first step to paying off any debt. A lot of people don't add up their debt and they just try to attack it from different angles and they start getting frustrated when they don't see, you know, change and there's no strategy. So the first step is adding it all up. So you did that. And so before we kind of talk about the in-between, now we're in 2017. Yes. <laughs> and so where are you guys with 
that 320K? So now we, well, in two years, actually, from August 2013 to August 2015, we paid off all of our debt except our mortgage. We reduced our mortgage a bit. And so we brought it down to 200000 at that time. So we paid off 120000 all in a single middle-class income in two years. And now we've been paying, um, we've kind of um, slowed down a bit, but we are paying off our mortgage. So we just have our mortgage left and that balance now is 177,000. And we have to, and we plan to have that paid off by the time we turn 40. So in less than four years, hopefully sooner, um, we are paying extra so that we can get that paid off quickly. That's incredible. You've paid off almost half. You've gotten rid of your student loans. You've gotten rid of your home equity and all you have left is your mortgage. And I'm assuming you're not making seven figures. I don't know if you mind sharing what your like the range of your income was. But before you do, um, one of the big assumptions people make is that in order for you to make huge strides with your finances, like you paid off um, to $120,000 in, you know, in debt in two years. A lot of people think that you have to be making at least 10 times more. Well, no, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but people think that you need to be making right. a lot of money to be able to pay off that amount of debt. Or people think you need to be making a lot of money to be able to save. And you and I have had this conversation because we've talked about my saving story of saving 100K and mm-hmm. how I get a lot of resistance all the time on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> this can't be possible. This can't be possible. And you've experienced the same thing too. So it's important for those of you who are listening to keep in mind that it's not necessarily about how much you're making you don't need to be making a ton of money to make an impact on your debt so monica i don't know if you mind sharing um kind of where you are in where you were income wise sure so during that time when we were paying off we were really hitting the debt hard trying to pay it off as quickly as possible um we were just on my husband's income and we still actually are just on my husband's income. I do have my business, but I'm reinvesting into growing my business right now. Uh Um, so we're still living off just my husband's income. But at that time he was making, he, he gets some overtime. And so his base salary was like 70 something. He's just in law enforcement. I feel like I always have to clarify when we say that we paid off so much debt and, you know, in a short amount of time that my husband like is not a doctor, he's not a lawyer, you know, Uh in, so, but he's in law enforcement. And, um, and so we were, you know, definitely making a middle-class income. So his base salary was around 70 something during that time. But then, I mean, one of our strategies was for him to work as much as possible, um, to bring in a lot of overtime whenever he could. And actually one of the things we did is when, um, my daughter was four months old and my son was two years old. Uh, He got this opportunity to go to a different state because another location needed more help. So he traveled to a separate, you know, another state for 45 days to go help out over there because there was greater opportunity for overtime. And so he basically worked he worked 47 days straight while he was there. He was 45 days. And then he came back on a Wednesday and finished out the week. Um, and he worked double shifts while he was there to take advantage of this 
massive overtime opportunity. And so, but all the while I was home with our, you know, two little kids and you have two kids of your own. So you know how, (laughs) how much work they are, especially when they're little. And so that was something that we really, you know, the opportunity came up and that was something that we pondered. We had already decided to pay off our debt as quickly as possible. And this opportunity came up and we just realized, you know, we are committed to this goal. And, you know, while 45 days right now feels like a long time, once it's over, we'll be so glad that we did it. And so that was one of the strategies. So one of our strategies was, you know, him working extra whenever possible, but then also, you know, limiting our expenses, cutting expenses as much as we could. And totally worth it because without, you know, with a base of 70K um, and overtime, you guys were able to pay off $120,000 in two years. That is a big deal. And I highly, highly commend you on that. And again, it just adds to the perspective of what I'm always trying to say, which is you, you don't have to be making six or seven figures before you get out of debt. And you right. guys are on track to pay off the rest of your mortgage in four years, which is, you know, most people are on, they, they pay off their mortgage based on what the bank tells them. You have 30 years to pay off your mortgage. Exactly. So it is possible. And sometimes it can be hard. 45 days is not a joke to leave, you know, your family. If my husband had to leave us at 45 days, <laughs> leave me with two to my twins. I'd be, <laughs> it's not easy. It's, it's, it's tough, but in situations like this, you have to get uncomfortable and you have to give up stuff. You have to give up stuff for the greater good of what you're trying to accomplish. And you guys did that. And that's awesome. So let's kind of take it back a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you added up all of that money and you're like, oh my God, this is 320K. What was, because some, for some people, they add up their debt and they're like, you know what, it's just meant to be. And they keep moving, keep going. <laughs> but what was your, you know what, this is enough. What was, we're done with this. What was that moment for you? Well, it actually, um, we had been working hard um, ever since I got pregnant with my son. I decided I really wanted to have the opportunity to spend more time with him while he was little. And I knew that we wanted to have more kids. And so Um, But we looked at the numbers then and we just couldn't make it work to live on my husband's income alone at that time. And um, so we had worked um, to over over a year um, to to kind of cut expenses where we could. Um, We had a car loan. So we were we paid that off as quickly as we could. And we tried to put ourselves in a better situation where we could live on a single income. So. I ended up going to work. Um, I went back to work full time after having my son. And then I went to part time for a year. I did that for a year. And then during that time, my husband got a promotion. So that helped. And then finally, um, the numbers kind of aligned. And at that time, it was spring of 2013. Um, we, we did the math and, you know, what my husband was bringing in was supposed to be able to cover all of our living expenses. And, um, by that time I was pregnant with our daughter. So we thought, well, this is a good time. I'm going to have a, you know, another baby in the, in a few months. And, um, so now I think is, you know, we thought is a good time for me to come home and, you know, prepare for the new baby. And, um, we thought we could make it work. We knew that we were going to have to watch the, watch the numbers. Um, but we knew, you know, we could make it work. And so we built up savings to prepare for that. We were really trying to be smart because we felt risky, especially this was just a few years after the, you know, the great recession, Mm-hmm. Um, we felt very vulnerable in choosing to go to one income. And 
So we built up some savings to prepare. And so in May, May 1st of 2013 was my last day of work. And I came home. And then by the end of June, we saw that our savings was dipping ever so slightly. And it wasn't like a lot, but it was enough where it's like, we can't continue at this rate. And, you know, like I didn't want to have to go back to work when my daughter was about to be born or soon after she was born. Um, and I also didn't want my desire to stay home and have more flexibility in my schedule to be around my kids um, to put a negative, you know, have a negative effect on our finances and, you know, cause more stress. So that's when I, my corporate career was in finance. So I decided that I was going to figure this out. I was going to, you know, do a detailed budget and watch every number and figure out how we can, you know, stay afloat. And so that's when I really dove into the personal finance world online and found all these success stories of people who not only were staying afloat on a single income, Mm -hmm. but were paying off massive amounts of debt very quickly. And so that's when I got inspired um, that, you know, maybe we we need to think bigger here. Maybe we don't need to just try and stay afloat and tread water. Maybe we should just get rid of the debt because if we didn't have the debt, then we wouldn't feel so vulnerable, you know, living on a single income if something were to happen to his job. So that's where, like, I heard the success story of somebody, there was a family, I think they were very similar to ours. They had a couple of young kids and they, I think they were also on a single income and they paid off all of their debt in 10 years. And so once I heard that story and I knew it was possible, um, so at the time we were 32. And so when my husband got home from work that day, I was so excited, but still kind of like kind of nervous to tell him my great idea. And so I told him about this, this family and how they paid off all of this debt. And then, um, and then I told him that, you know, if they, if they could do it in 10 years, then we can do it in eight years and be completely debt free by the time we turn 40. And so he just started grinning from ear to ear because in Mm. our relationship, he was always a more frugal one and I was the, you know, the spender. And so, um, so once I was the one that decided that we need to pay off all of the debt and do it right now, he was totally on board. So that was our enough is enough. We're just going to slash the debt as quickly as possible. And we knew that, so that's when we added up all the debt and realized we had 320,000, but we didn't let that intimidate us. We, but we did also didn't stop to think, well, if we want to do it in eight years, what does that mean? How much per year? Is that realistic? Mm-hmm. We just knew that we had to make big, um, big, uh, progress really fast in order to keep our momentum up for eight years. So we just started slashing and cutting and, and paying off the debt and selling stuff left and right. And then that's when he made the commitment to work extra. And he, uh, also he, um, he commutes to work. And so he has this long drive. And so he decided that he was going to take the bus and then from the bus, he's going to take his bike on the bus from the bus. He's going (laughs) to ride his bike like the, I don't know, two miles or whatever it was, um, from the bus stop to get to his office so that we could cut down on gas. And he, luckily he was able to get his bus pass for free through his work. But anyway, so we just looked at every strategic angle where we could, you know, slash expenses to give us just a little bit extra, uh, to put towards the debt. And then I was managing the numbers. I created a detailed spreadsheet about, you know, all our expenses and I was tracking every dollar that was coming in from things we were selling just to make sure that, you know, we didn't see that money and be like, Oh, well that means we can go out to dinner this week. You know, it was actually being put where it needed to be, you know, toward our next debt payment. Wow. So 
I mean, that is just really awesome. Um, <laughs> and it sounds funny now, you know, he, he started taking the bus and was riding a, riding a bike and it sounds really complicated. But for those of you listening, when you think about how much you hate your debt and what situation you're in right now, what are you doing differently? What are you doing to get yourself out of your comfort zone to that point of discomfort that's going to allow you to make big progress or getting yourself out of debt? Because Monica, that's what your husband did. That's what you did. You guys went down to one income. You guys had small children, but at the same time, he had to give up being in a heated car in the winter, (laughs) (laughs) driving to work, you know, it's, and a lot of people feel like if they have to give up their car, if they have to get into a cheaper um, apartment, if they have to sell some stuff they they own, they feel like they're downgrading. And why should I have to downgrade? I've worked so hard. But you have to think about it in the sense that you're downgrading to upgrade to a completely different level. You yeah. know, like what is riding the bus for a few months or even a couple years to be able to pay off one hundred and twenty thousand dollars and think about all that money that you are putting to debt repayments that you now have, Monica, that you guys now have to put mm-hmm. towards your mortgage and to put towards the other things that you have. And one of the things that you started doing as part of um, which we'll get into you know, a little later on in the conversation. But one of the things you were able to do was pursue your dreams of starting a business, your dream business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Definitely. so that's really incredible. And it's all about perspective. And the other thing that I love that you did that is so important is that you thought bigger. And you're like, you know what? There has to be a way to do this. And you found other people in that tribe, in that zone that were doing exactly what you wanted to do. And so it's really important that if you're in a space where you feel like the people around you or you just the people around you are not supporting you or you feel like you don't even know how you're going to be able to accomplish this thing that you want to accomplish, I guarantee you if you do a quick internet search, you're going to find someone or a group of people or a website or a YouTube video or a podcast with somebody on it who has done what you want to do or even more and get connected into that tribe, get connected with that person, get connected into that group and let them motivate you. Because when you start to think bigger, you start to do bigger things. So that's really awesome. So you talked about the strategies you guys used, but there had to be days where you were like, oh my God, I'm just sick of this. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you do to keep yourself motivated? How did your husband, you know, deal with carting his bike all over town? How did you deal with him not being around for 45 days while you were there with your little babies? Because your kids are very small. So they were babies at the time. Um, How did you stay motivated on those difficult days? Um, Well, we just knew that the days would be long, but looking back, it was going to be a relatively short period of time. But also one thing that kept me motivated, at least, was that that I was tracking the numbers. So like we had a detailed budget, but we didn't always, we would, you know, at the beginning of each month, we would say, we're going to spend this much, you know, this month on groceries and we're going to spend this month on whatever, you know, this much this month on whatever. And we didn't always hit those numbers. We didn't always stick to the budget. Exactly. There were times where we got a little carried away going out to eat or, you know, just spending too much on whatever. Um, or we would have unexpected expenses 
that came up that kind of just threw everything out to out of whack, you know. And so there were months where we didn't pay any extra on our debt, mm-hmm. um, where we just made the minimums. But then there were other months that offset that, where all of a sudden we sold this big thing and brought in some extra money. Um, or like he had more overtime opportunities that month. And so, you know, we just kind of kept going and looked at the big picture. So when we started, I mean, we didn't really focus on the $320,000 number. We focused on, well, gosh, right now with all of our debt payments, we're paying well over $2,000 every single month toward our debt. And if that was gone, we could, you know, be saving more than $2,000 per month, or we could put it towards our kids' college fund or more towards retirement or more towards like a family vacation that we wouldn't have to feel guilty about, you know, because we wouldn't have any debt hanging over our heads. And so we, we just looked at, you know, what we kept reminding ourselves about what life would be like once the debt was gone. And then also, um, when I was, you know, updating the detailed spot, uh, spreadsheet, mm-hmm. I would look at not only how much debt we paid off that month, because sometimes it was a lot, sometimes it wasn't. But I looked at, you know, since we started our plan in August of 2013, then I always updated the number of total debt paid off. So that I could see that bigger number of how much progress we have made. And I didn't really look at like, well, gosh, we've only paid off 20,000. We still have 300,000 to go. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, we paid off 20,000 and however many months that took us, you know, and, and I was like, that's huge. You know, we can, we can keep going. And at this rate, I would calculate it at this rate, we'll be debt free (laughs) by the time we're 38. And, you know, so I was like, oh my gosh, that would be awesome. So, and then I kept him updated on all the numbers. And like, if I saw that we were getting a little bit too close to our grocery budget, or then we would get creative about trying, you know, to see what we could go with, you know, go without for the next few days until the next month hit or whatever. But really, we just had constant conversations about what life would be like once we were debt free. And also, where are we with our budget and our numbers? And, you know, how are we doing on meeting our goal? What else can we sell? Because selling things was a big part of it, too. What else can we sell that we haven't thought of yet? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just really, you know, kept each other in check. Um, If we, you know, like there were times definitely where we went out to eat way too much. And we kind of got caught up in that again. And then we would just be like, okay, well, because of that, we weren't able to pay off as much debt this month. And so now we need to rein that in, you know, this month, we're going to be really good. So we kind of kept each other in check. Yeah. And it's all about finding the balance. Because when you get on a path to improving your finances, you know, life still goes on and it's not going to be, you're not, you may not always be able to stick to your plan 100% perfectly, but it's about keeping it in the, at the top of your mind and knowing that, okay, if things come up, emergencies, if um, non-emergencies come up and you just find that you're going out to eat, that you veer back to your path. Mm -hmm. Um, one big mistake people make is that they try and they find themselves failing. And then at that point they feel like, you know what, I can't do this, but Mm -hmm. you can't like when you're in this space of saving money, of paying off debt, you cannot give up easily. You have to tell yourself you're not going to give up no no matter what. You shouldn't even be thinking about giving up at all, period, because when you have that oh, it's not meant for me, I can't do this, it's too hard, then it's going to be exactly that. It's going to be too hard. It's not going to be meant for you and you're going to find yourself in perpetual debt and that's not what you want. So that mindset part of, okay, 
life is happening, but at the same time, I have this goal and this goal is super important to me and I'm going to keep it at the top of my mind. I'm going to put it everywhere I can see it. I'm going to get uncomfortable. And even if I find myself getting off path, I'm going to find a way to get back on path. You have to have that um, as part of the way you're thinking about getting to your end goal. I agree. And I actually, I had been studying a lot about personal development and goal setting. And so I knew in that, you know, reading books and listening to podcasts around that, that, um, when you have this big goal, you don't need to know how every single, you know, step of the process is going to get you to that big goal. You just need to focus on what's the next step that I need to take. And so that's what we focused on, you know? And so then also just keeping track of how much progress we had made when we did, when we did get off track, we looked back and we're like, well, March was a really good month. What happened there? You know, what do we do there to stay motivated? And so what can we do to kind of, you know, try and replicate that again? And so just looking back. And so, um, I actually had a debt freedom blog that I started because people were asking, (laughs) people were asking us, how we were doing this, specifically my husband's coworkers who were making, you know, about the same amount as he was. And, um, and they were like, they knew we were on a single income and they were like, how are you guys doing this? Because Mike was so excited. He would go to work and say how much debt we'd paid off and, you know, in, in a few months. And so people started asking how we were doing this. I was like, oh my gosh, I knew I wanted to do something from home to help people. And so I started this blog and, um, you know, kind of like, tracking our journey and showing, I tried to show every single month in my debt freedom reports that, you know, we weren't always perfect and we weren't making a huge income, but we were staying on track and we were staying focused, um, you know, as much as we could, we definitely did veer off track sometimes, but we did get back on track when that happened. And so that helped us too. the fact that I, you know, once I started the blog, then I was like, wow, I've got to tell people that we either blew it this month or we made great progress. And so having that accountability, so maybe you don't do it publicly, like on a blog, but maybe you have, you know, maybe if it's you and your husband, you know, or you and your partner keeping each other accountable, or maybe you find another family that like, Mm -hmm. yes, we all need to cackle debt. And you kind of maybe make it a competition of like, who's going to pay off the most debt this month or something, you know, get creative. In, in ways that you can keep each other accountable and stay on track. Absolutely. Accountability is so key. It's so important. Just putting your goal out there, um, having someone know it and hold you to it. And when it comes to accountability, it's important to keep in mind that whoever you're sharing your goals with, whoever you want to keep you accountable has to be someone who is on the same path as you in terms of what they want to accomplish and in terms of like their mental space. And also, or that person should have already accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. Um, You don't want an accountability partner who, (laughs) who's going to be like, you know what, let's just take a break this week because I'm just tired and it's not working out. You don't, (laughs) that's true. You don't want somebody who's going to let you slide. (laughs) You don't want that kind of person. So they have to be on the same path as you, or they have to have, have accomplished what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Yeah. Um, And also, (laughs) sorry, just one more thought I wanted to share. So when we decided to to be completely debt free, you know, we just committed wholeheartedly to it. Like you were you were talking about before, like we we decided we were completely committed to this goal and that we were not going to let ourselves get to the point where it's like, oh, it's too big a number. It's too hard. We can't do it. You know, we just were completely committed. So there was never a question of you know, maybe we should just stop, you know, it was always, well, 
maybe this month is kind of off. <laughs> you know, we're a little bit disappointed with how this month went, but we know that we can do better because we've done better in the past. So, um, so that's how we looked at it. We, we didn't ever let ourselves think this isn't going to be possible. And really one of the things that motivated us was that our kids were little when we started. And so we knew that by, you know, when we turned 40, um, we were completely debt free. Our son would be 10. Let's see. No, our son would be yeah, 10 and our daughter would be eight. And so we've had this plan that once we completely pay off all the debt, that we're going to take like a big family vacation to Disneyland or Disney World or something like that so that we can celebrate with the kids, you know, and be completely debt free and take this huge, you know, vacation for our family when the kids are old enough to remember it. And, um, and that's how we're going to celebrate. So just knowing that we are setting ourselves up to be able to do that completely, you know, when we're completely debt free, um, is, is something that we can, can continue to keep our eye on that, that big goal of what we'll do when, you know, when this is done. And that's wonderful because you're a few short years away from that. Your kids are going to be old enough to remember this is going to be built into their childhood memories and you're going to be doing it debt free. So that's, that's an awesome goal to work towards. Thank you. So Monica, um, one of the things that paying off your debt, especially your non-mortgage debt has allowed you to do with it is that it has allowed you to start um, pursuing your own personal dreams for Monica. <laughs> right. And one of your dreams was starting your own business. So talk to us a little bit about that. You know, what was the process um, of getting into your business? Um, you focus on helping entrepreneurs with Facebook advertising, but what was the process to get there? And now that you're in that space where you're working in a business that you love and you're growing your business, um, how do you feel? Oh, I feel amazing. I feel so when I, when I decided, you know, that I wanted to be a stay at home mom, I knew that it was temporary. And I knew that it was because I had had for a while, I had had this entrepreneurial, like, bug or like feeling that I wanted to have my own business, but I didn't know what it could be. I didn't know what I could do. And, but I knew that if I, if I could start something small from home on the side, you know, when my kids were little, I could grow it and then it could, you know, be a good income producer for our family. Um, because I, I wanted to, it was important for me to contribute financially to the family. And so while we were working on paying off our debt super duper fast, like my contribution was crunching all the numbers and keeping on top of all of our spending and all of that. And so, but then I started the debt freedom blog to help other people get out of debt. And so with that, that really got me intrigued with the whole online business world. And I found people who were having tremendous and still are having tremendous success online. And so that was really inspiring to me because I knew that they were setting their own schedules. Many of them have, you know, young families as well. And Mm -hmm. so that really inspired me. And I found that I was reading like more and more business and marketing books and listening to more and more business and marketing podcasts. And that's where my heart was really taking me. And so, um, I ended up for my first blog, I ended up learning Facebook ads to get people to sign up for my webinar. And I had really great conversions. Um, so my first campaign was a dollar 26 per conversion on average. 
And back then, so this was the end of 2015, um, I had a very small budget and I had a very small audience, yet I got great results with Facebook ads. And um, so back then, like a good cost per conversion, just to put that into context, was a dollar to three dollars per webinar registration. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, I did it again with a new campaign and got registrations for a dollar one on average for the entire campaign. And so I was really, really pleased with that. And so as I got into the blogging world and talking with other bloggers, um, it came up that I had, you know, had great, you know, a great experience with Facebook ads. And then I found that that was something that was an area that other people, other bloggers specifically were, you know, hadn't quite figured out yet. And so one of my friends who's local, he asked me to come train his team on Facebook marketing and Facebook ads. And so I ended up doing that. And I realized that I loved being on that side of, of, um, of, you know, online business of helping other online business owners and bloggers grow their businesses. And so I ended up selling my debt freedom blog and then transitioning to be a Facebook ads coach. And so my name just slowly started getting out there that I was somebody who could help people, um, specifically bloggers, uh, with their Facebook ad strategy. And so I started getting people reaching out to me, um, for Facebook ads coaching. Like me. And yeah, <laughs> well, like you. And then, I mean, just my, my name kept getting passed around. And, and so now I've worked with dozens of amazing online entrepreneurs and we've gotten great success. And so, you know, after my first couple of clients where, um, we also got great, you know, it wasn't just my results were great on my own, but then also I was help, able to help others get great results. That's when I realized I've got to step into this. And because this is something I know, this is something I can help people with. And I was finding that I was having so much fun, mm-hmm. you know, day in and day out. And I still am, but day in and day out being in the power editor and the ads manager, creating ads and getting creative and strategic and all of that. I love putting all of that together. And I love working with my awesome clients and helping them grow their businesses because it's so exciting for me to see, you know, when we hit on a campaign that really works and, um, and then seeing what it does for, you know, for their bottom line and helping them grow and reach more people and grow their email list and all of that. Um, so it's been really great. I feel like I've kind of come full circle from, you know, focusing on the let's cut expenses and pay off debt. And to now like let, uh, now I'm in the position to help, you know, uh, um, these online business owners you know, grow their businesses and make more money. And I know they're all doing great things in the world. So it's exciting to help them, you know, spread their message. And that's awesome because, you know, you guys are working hard to pay off your mortgage, but you've paid off a ton of debt and that has given you options to be able to, you know, you're not pressed to have to go find a part-time job or go back to your old job because now you're freeing up, freeing up your resources, your money, and you cannot pursue the things that you love. And mm-hmm. for, for those of you who are listening, you know that I'm all about business, side hustles, full-time hustles. doesn't matter if you love your career. You know, having a side hustle is not a bad idea because it can help you increase your income. And I'm big on not just reducing expenses, but also increasing your income. And mm-hmm. if you're a business owner or you're an aspiring business owner, you're trying to figure out ways to get 
new audiences, to get new eyes, fresh eyes on your brand, on your platform, then Facebook advertising is a great way to do it. And you don't need to have a huge budget. And Monica showed me that. And she, you're such an excellent teacher, I'll tell you. Um, you're patient. You explain things so well. And I really, really love working with you. And so you definitely want to um, check out Monica's website. I'm going to put the links in the show notes to everything we discuss because um, she'll share how we can reach her. But before we get into that, Monica, I'm going to ask you, what is your Clever Girl superpower? <laughs> um, well, <I've laughs> Don't say <my> Facebook ads <laughs> because it is. So you don't get a pass for that. <laughs> it is <Not> by the, <laughs> default. <laughs> that's the first thing I want to say. Um, so I think, I think my Clever Girl superpower... Um, is, oh, um, <laughs> I think that I, I don't, I guess like ever since college, I felt like I can relate to a lot of people. Like in college, I found, I started noticing that I was the one who was kind of friends with people in all different groups. Um, so like, it didn't matter, like, you know, which click was which or whatever. I was kind of like, the one who was, who could go hang out with all of them. And I kind of feel like, like that's translating well now into my career and that I create an instant connection with my clients. And so I feel like that helps, you know, it helps us work together because we instantly kind of have this bond. Um, and so I don't know, maybe that's my superpower. <laughs> I, I, aside from Facebook ads, I just love, I just love what I get to do every single day. So, um, something's working out well, that's for sure. Well, I'll tell you a superpower I've observed about you. You certainly have a very calm spirit about you, even when things seem really complex. And this is just based on our interactions, you know, however many times we've we've had conversations, um, you are very calm and you almost have a soothing, um, to someone else, a soothing personality. So like when I'm like, Oh, like, Oh my God, <laughs> you have that calm spirit. You're like, Oh, it's okay. Calm down. <laughs> so I think that's a superpower of yours. Um, oh, thank you. so how can folks keep in touch with you? So my website is monicalouie.com, but I do have a special offer. Um, that I wanted to share with your listeners. It's my free guide. It's the five questions you must answer before spending any money on Facebook ads. And so I created a special page just for clever girl listeners. Um, <laughs> so you can go to monicalouie.com slash bola and then you can download it for free there. Um, but so I am definitely on Facebook. Uh, I have my Facebook page is just called Monica Louie, but you can find it at monicalouie.com slash Facebook is the fastest way. Um, but other than that, I'm on monicalouie.com. This is awesome. Thank you so much, Monica, for being here. appreciate your time. I appreciate your insights and congrats again on your huge accomplishments. Oh, thank you so much, Paula. This was fun to chat with you again. Yay. Thank you. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening into this episode with Monica, and I hope you're walking away inspired and motivated to go out and accomplish your money goals. Because as Monica showed us, it is completely possible for you to achieve your big money goals. You just have to put your heart and your mind into it. So if you loved what you listened to but haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube to the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll be back again with a brand new episode soon.